Thank you for listening to the Wannabes Podcast. This is a show where myself, JD, and Wasabi, two power-ranked New York City Super Smash Brothers Melee players, document and discuss our experiences as competitive tryhards. If you like what you hear, give us a follow on Twitter at the Wannabes Pod. We post all of our episodes there, and we have a link to our Discord where you can ask questions, and we will answer them. That's enough of that. Let's get to the show. The Wannabes, episode 38. My name is JD. This is Wasabi. What's up? And we're back from break. It is the new year, 2020. Officially our second year doing the podcast. So that's exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, is it technically our third year? Well, third? I think our first episode was recorded in 2018. Was it? I mean, but it's a, we've been doing this for a little over a year now, right? So, yes, we did it right at the end of one year. We did it for one full year, and now we're on our third technical year. No, that's done. But it's Second like year. a one-year anniversary. Yeah, all right, whatever. So we're, I, I kind of want to spend about 20 more minutes figuring this out, but we'll do it off mic. Okay. Anyway, we have uh, a whole year ahead of us, man. There's a mm-hmm. lot we both want to like kind of gear up for. We spent some time talking about it off mic. We want to get into some Genesis prep. We'll talk about that. Um, I have a new series that I want to work on. We'll talk about that a little bit too. And generally I think we're in, um, we're in pretty, pretty high spirits. We're ready to, to start pumping out some stuff. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming up, I think for 2024, the podcast itself you know some more we've lined up a lot of 1v1 co- content for you guys so keep an eye out for those as the holiday season's done now people are actually free and not with their families so we can actually do that sort of stuff um you know and then besides that just more of like you know you know pushing out content being more consistent about it so keep out for wannabe wednesdays for you know the main day to for us to drop stuff and then Fridays if we drop two things in a week um you know join the discord check out reddit and you know we'll put out posts there as well so yeah i mean gearing up for a big 2020 for the podcast right jd oh yeah and besides the podcast there's also hacks's nightclub which officially launched last week i think there was like 63 people they expanded it expanded 64 it out. full house was it full 60 oh because one person like dropped out or something um yeah oh 64. hacks dropped out that's why that motherfucker dropped out of his own tournament oh yeah yeah but yeah so exciting stuff there hacks nightclub is one of my favorite mm-hmm. tournaments i'm so excited to go there every week to play all the good people use that as like my new dojo my new training ground mm-hmm. um and then the revival of our youtube channel right Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I started a new series um, called The Road to Top 100. Uh, a little presumptuous. The It's not to imply that I'm going to get top 100 this year. That's not the point. But it is to kind of state that it's a goal. That is what I'm pushing towards. That's where my head is at. Um, because I've never really, like, I've always had it be a goal, you know, when you start, that's like, 
the mecca of maybe not the mecca it's probably the wrong word but it's like the 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 light at the end of the tunnel per se of you know everyone shoots for that but now it feels possible you know i've some of my friends who i either beat in tournament or go even with are like in contention to get that so i'm like screw it let's let's just make a series about it uh i dropped the first episode uh yesterday on saturday nice nice i got a lot to learn i'm still not the best video maker but um i have scripts written for like five or six different episodes um you actually read the scripts if you want (laughs) i i dropped the whole um google doc on our on our discord uh if you're interested in just kind of seeing what i'm going to talk about ahead of time the topics i'm going to cover all that but really it's going to be a weekly reflection um it's all scripted and it's just going to be going either through the week of what tournament i entered like talk about my hexes nightclub performance very briefly and then going into like a different topic each week um and i'm excited to to kind of have that be something to work towards every week something to keep myself accountable and uh yeah i mean there's a lot more to it but i don't want to just like you know (laughs) dwell on it too much but i'm excited to to have a new series you know yeah that's super exciting and it's gonna be we're doing it as a video format right so it's gonna be on our youtube channel and i guess like how long are you thinking of like making it and like i guess like what are more of like the technical details okay so my goal is to i kind of line this out in the first episode maybe not super coherent because i kind of just wanted to put something out there but the goal is to it's like a two-party goal Mm -hmm. and then there's like the tangible short term like what am i aiming towards so Mm -hmm. the first goal is to have it be a um, a reason for me to work on videos and to produce more. Yeah, um, of course. So that, you know, I'm accountable every week to put something out, um, to write, record, and just edit something mm-hmm. and put it out. So real realistically, I'm trying to do this for the year. I think I could reasonably do a full, you know, it's only like six, seven minutes, you know, the, the the writing part is probably the hardest part and I've been doing that naturally without too much hesitation I, I really enjoy making the scripts so I think I could probably keep going and, and do it for the full year um, but the softer goal is to is to keep myself accountable to like practice and to have something to look back on in the future if I you know notice, if I'm just constantly being honest and, and reflecting my own experience, I'd want something to look back on as like, okay, that's what I was doing at that point. That's what I was going through. That's how I prepared for that tournament, all that stuff. So like accountability, honesty, and like just kind of like a footnote of where I'm at. That's like the what I want the content to be. But I think mm-hmm. the the firm technical goals are like once a week for the year, I think that would make a really cool series if, you know, ideal scenario, let's say it actually happens, I get like 98th or something, and I could point to an entire series and be like, this was my, this is my experience. I think that mm-hmm. would be like super cool, but 
worst case scenario, I don't make it and I have all this work done anyway. And I've, you know, gone all that experience of video making and writing. And you go again in 2021. Yeah. And then I just make it a two year, a two year process. Yeah. Season two. So yeah, the first video was like a trial. It was like, I had the idea for a couple weeks and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to make this. And mm-hmm. I tried it out, and then I realized the process was a lot more enjoyable than some of the other. Like, remember when I was doing the um, the articles for Dignitas? Like, I was mm-hmm. they, they gave me a chance to audition, and I realized doing that 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 wasn't something I liked. But this was kind of the opposite, you know. It was for me. It was um, I was able to like sit down and really articulate my ideas before I spoke them which I'm, I think I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. So mm-hmm. it was um, it was cool. And so I'm like, oh, shit, I'm just going to maybe maybe do this more. But I still only made one episode. I have more to do. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Nice. That answer your question. That's kind of meandering. No, no, no. That that was definitely good. I kind of just like wanted more of like the technical details, like how you want to format it, the length of it and stuff like mm-hmm. that, for sure. So, yeah, no, that definitely answered all of that. I'm definitely going to – I'm just going to release it as a podcast also. That's the only part. Oh, okay, okay. I forgot about that. So that's good to know too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice, nice. And it's so interesting because it kind of – well, yeah. It kind of ties into this whole new year and it's weird because like I don't know if you're feeling the same way and or it maybe manifests differently. But like especially – because December was kind of a crazy month for me personally. And then I was like out for vacation for two weeks. I've been feeling so restless as I see all of these tournaments ramp up and like Genesis ramping up. And then like, uh, and then like all of the like potential like ballots coming out and, and all of that. I don't know if you've been feeling, getting the sense. Cause you're very much right. That like, we're seeing now a lot of our good friends that, uh, are starting to, you know, not officially, but, like, have very good chances to make top 100 this year. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you're getting the same sort of sense of this, like, sort of restlessness and, like, hunger. It came to a point, and I put out a tweet about it, where I think I was just, like, so antsy about it because I couldn't play. I just, like, kind of went for, like, a four-mile run. (laughs) Well, that's a good way to get the energy out. I know, but I don't know if you're you kind of feel the same way or or pressure about it. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think the way it's manifesting in me is that I've been writing a lot, like just way more than I'm used to. And I was reflecting mm-hmm. on this yesterday of like I can't pinpoint what it is that's changing my behavior. You know, um, like I had a death in the family a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, it's all right. Thanks. Um, And my um, my family was in town for the funeral and all that. And um, then Christmas came around and and the New Year's and all this stuff. I also have been I also got a new job this week. Um, I started on Monday. I got a blue light lamp, which is (laughs) I don't know if that's affecting my mood. It's like. I don't know. Are you familiar with that? I might have talked about it before. I was, I was the one that suggested it. Oh, yeah. So I got one of those. And um, 
have you ever heard of this blue light lamp? He was like, yeah, I, I invented them, my dude. But <laughs> that's I I could not recommend it to anyone enough. Like, but that's the thing. It's like all the same things at the same time. Too many too many variables changing. Mm-hmm. But I feel better. I feel good. Um, I feel less inclined to like waste time. I've done more stuff in the app. So I don't know what it is exactly. It might maybe the new year is just that giving that energy to everyone. But when it comes to melee. I think there is a certain excitement, like there's a positivity. I think that that is um kind of the sub, maybe not uh, sub. What am I trying to say? It's like the undertone. Like on Twitter, there's there was a whole two weeks or so, or maybe it was more like a week of these uh, break the targets hype going on. Were you following that at all? Yeah, I was following that. That was really cool. Yeah, and just like everyone in the community was just like cheering each other on and like getting excited about this thing that like you know it's not really the same thing but it's the same game you know and i think that kind of shows the health of our scene and like how our community is is thriving maybe Mm -hmm. i'm looking into it too much but i totally agree like there's something going on that i feel the same sort of energy i want to start playing more practicing more and just like start start beating some people you know yeah yeah it's kind of tough like i guess yeah i mean i kind of just want to beat up people too (laughs) i think like that's honestly the the honest truth about it is that like is is, i don't know it just feels like there's just a certain aggressiveness that's that's come since since the vacation and i don't know if it's good or bad and that's what i'm trying to figure out because it's like this like it's like this restlessness and like this hunger, but also a little bit of pressure as well of like, all right, like let's, let's make a go at things sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But I can't really, it, it feels to me like very different than all my other emotions. And it might be like just because I just got back and I had to deal with like a six hour flight delay on Friday and I get antsy. I get really weird and antsy when I don't get to play Melee in a while. Like, I get super weird and antsy and grumpy about it. Hmm. But, um, yeah, that's why I'm going to... I played with Kata yesterday, and I'm going to play with Hacks today. So I'll get it all out of my system. Well, no, but, you won't, but I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's impossible. But I know, I no, know. I see, I see what you mean. It's like, yeah, it, it builds It just feels a little and... wild right now. So I don't right. know. I can't really put, like, a label on it it just feels very like wild right now for real well we talk a lot about the value of taking breaks and that it's not always like up to us when we get to play or not so i'm I'm wondering if you feel the same way because i think you know last month or so you you kind of took it upon yourself to ease back a little bit um, but now, you know, vacation with family, it's not necessarily up to you in the same way. So do you feel a difference in those two types of breaks? Or do you think that it does the same thing? Um. Yeah, so this, yeah, so I guess December, like, you know, I took a break in like October and like half of November. And that felt more of like a, because I needed to improve on like a lot of other things in Melee. So it was more of just like a tournament break. But... This one, like, December was just more of a, like, 
forced life break because, you know, in the first half of it, there was, like, a lot of, like, personal stuff that I had to, like, deal with that I, so I didn't have as much energy for Melee. And then, and then obviously, two weeks of, like, holiday vacation and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more so, like, because it was a forced, like, full forced full break that, like, I'm, like, very much raring to go. But also, I think, like, definitely a little bit of, or a lot of FOMO, because I missed out on both um, the ha- inaugural Hacks Nightclub tournament and also Scorpius yesterday. Yeah, same. So, I I know there will be more to come, and like I ended up, you know, caving. I was like, I'm not too sure. I almost didn't go to Genesis. I registered like the second to last day, but um, I was debating on not going because I didn't feel ready for it. And I don't know. That's it's such an interesting thing, because I do want to put good use to the majors I go to. Not that I'm going in with, like, any specific expectations, but it's more so, like, can I gear up for Genesis? But then almost at the same time, I think it's good to kind of do it a little bit live and so that, like, I don't get in my head about it, like, about prep and all of that. Right. Like, and that's what happened with Shine. So who knows? But I ended up caving and and I'm going to Genesis in three weeks, so. It's exciting, man. Yes, I kind of want to talk about, you know, you mentioned the prep. Um, cause there is definitely a, um, a way to over prep. There's a way to under prep, you know, it's, it's a difficult balance to kind of nail. Um, so going into Genesis, do you have a game plan for the next few weeks? Do you have anything you want to prioritize? What, what are you thinking? Um, I think it's more so about, um, really just getting back into the swing of things. I really do have faith in like, if I can like kind of just get back up to speed, I'll be kind of fine with things. Like I'm pretty happy with where my gameplay's at. It's more about just like getting back into like the VOD analysis, which I've been really lazy about and like net playing more and trying to get like more familiar with like those unfamiliar matchups and then kind of ironing out like how to stick to a game plan, how to have sort of that discipline that I didn't have at shine. Hmm. And I think because of this like sort of restlessness i've noticed in my play at least on net play and against kada that i'm kind of rushing into things a little bit more often than i want to be right and i'm not sort of setting out like yeah it's just a little bit like more naive in my play and i think Part of it is, like, this eagerness to get back into it, but I need to, like, kind of remember what the full game is like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess, like, to make it an analogy, like, kind of like I want to play, but I haven't built a playground yet, you know? Hmm. Like, I like I haven't, I don't have the, I kind of okay. lost a little bit of the foundation of, like, discipline that my, like, play and all that fun comes from. That makes sense. I'm. I envisioned your you you as like a, a, a red hot iron that needs to be uh, dipped in some cool water really quick. <laughs> so you don't yeah. overheat. <laughs> yeah, really. But there's this certain antsiness, and I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, and I don't think it's bad, but I think 
I'm coming in with like a fresh mind too, and it's not like my tech skills deteriorated or or anything like that. But I, I just like can feel it internally and like see it in my gameplay of like, all right, like I'm running into those up tilts like way more than I should be. I'm jumping out of the corner a lot. It's like a lot of like small things that like I'm noticing while playing while I was playing Kata yesterday, especially because gotcha. we played for like a good four hours. So. But yeah, just very red hot right now. And I don't know, again, it's like not bad, but it's not good either. It's just like very, as I said, wild. Well, I think that's a better place to start than needing to step it up. Like there's a there's this whole thing in acting where a lot of actors will be encouraged to do too much. It's better to tone it down than it is to need to get to, to get more out of someone. So from my perspective, I think it's really like an energy thing. It's, it's easier to kind of bring your energy down over three weeks than it would be to like if you were to come back from vacation and be like, oh, I don't know, man, I'm just like tired and I'm like, I just don't feel like playing that much. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like both sides of the spectrum. There's still maybe like negatives to both of those ideas, but I would be optimistic and realize mm-hmm. that like you know you have a f- would you have three wednesdays in between yeah three so wednesdays are you gonna go to those hexes nightclubs yeah i definitely will word yeah so you have three you have three locals to kind of like really start tampering down on your gameplay and 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 kind of honing in on what you need to do but to have shine fresh in your mind i think is also really good because I think the one thing that, you know, the glaring weakness that you've spotted, that you've identified as the thing to work on is um, something you can just kind of keep in your head and and work on these next three weeks. You know, that discipline mm-hmm. question is because we know how good you are, how, how good your skill is and like the level of practice and commitment you've put into the game this past year and beyond so it's really just a matter of okay you've identified where weakness is in a major and let's let's just take a few weeks to kind of prep against that to put up some sandbags and shore up that level of your play so i'm Mm -hmm. confident I i think you'll do well it's just it's just a matter of like setting the expectations and you know taking care of yourself the next few weeks and managing energy and you know the things we talk about all the time it's just like it's prep time you know and that always gets hard yeah exactly exactly i'm hoping yeah i'm more excited than than anything else like i'll probably hop on net play after this and and stuff like that i kind of just miss playing for sure mm-hmm. more than more than anything I feel that but i don't know i think that like it's hard because I think one of the hardest things is seeing it's just it's ranking season. And even though we're not in contention, I don't know if you feel anything about that. But always. Like, yep. Uh, it's it's hard not to get kind of sucked into it. Right. Oh, for, for sure. There's a lot of um, weird mentality things. I think I feel more secure in myself this year than last year. Mm-hmm. I think this time last year I was starting to like it was starting to affect me negatively of. I don't know whatever ego level I had I was I was still living at home so I think that was wearing on me too I think I'm in a mm-hmm. better place to like 
just be happy for the people who get on the list and like genuinely be a cheerleader rather than just be a sulky, stubborn, jealous, <laughs> you know, I I think it'll be, but yeah, you're right. It's super weird. It's always weird yeah. to see those names go up. Yeah. I don't think it's like as sulky for me, but definitely more about like it. Well, what's the word for it? It's more of, it's less, it's not sulky at all. It's more of like a gotta catch up sort of thing. Hmm. And so again, it's more about like cooling my jets because like we're both not that far from it, you know? Right. But it's about like kind of being cool under that pressure now more than anything else. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, uh, like yeah. we saw, you know, like we saw, yeah, like we've seen a lot of people like who aren't considered for the rankings have been popping off recently. And we'll get that later to that later this week, mm -hmm. um, later this show for the weekly shout out. But like, you know, like it doesn't really matter. That's the thing. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's I think the collective consciousness of the melee community, um, like it, we really have to dive into what actually matters to figure out the question of if the top 100 matters. But to the extent of what it means to the person who gets on the list, like it absolutely is a huge deal. Like I always think of that one time where two saint hit was Mr. 100 and he released like his reaction video to finding out, or maybe that was to summit. I think it was that to was the summit. That uh, was the summit. Okay. All right. Uh, summit's way, but different. still, but no, still someone, someone, released no he like tweeted about it and like shared his experience of what it was like that's what it was mm -hmm. he definitely was like yeah i saw it and i started crying and like i called my parents and my parents were like so happy like to the to the people who get on the list it is the reassurance it's the validation um and you know just congratulations to everyone who gets on I, i'm sure we'll we'll talk about it when the the results come out um but to the extent of everyone else or the people that aren't even on that 120 name list of, you know, people like us who were, you know, vying to be on that this year, it's a it's a different thing. And realistically, it shouldn't matter who who gets on that list. But, you know, it, it's going to it's going to change things, at least for a few months of how the community perceives these players, how these players, you know, set expectations for themselves like it's that 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 outside like tangential attitude that always affects gameplay i think that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see change over the next few months but at the same time there's gonna be people like aklo who just beat everyone anyway yeah you know? and uh not to get too ahead but, <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like in <laughs> yeah, that extent, yeah, yeah. It, in that in that way it's like you know anyone could pop off but i don't know it's such an interesting topic top 100 like there's so much that goes into it like there's so i think many there's two emotions i think there's too much weight on it right like in in the end isn't that isn't that weird to think about maybe like like just because like even no no offense to the real g's out there but like even top 10 doesn't get you a sponsorship anymore. I know, I know. So, you know, like, 
like I think it's 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 a lot of pride thing, but you know, in in that pride, right? In that validation, in that emotion, it's a lot of ego, right? Hmm. This is a this is a topic. This is a good one. This is a good one. Well, my first reaction is to say that that's all we're fighting for anyway. Like that's, that is the whole point of why we do this, at least to some extent. Like I, I actually, we're going to have a video about this. I wrote the script yesterday about like, what is fun? Like, why don't we talk about how fun the game is? You don't hear about Mm -hmm. it. You know, people rarely will just sit there and be like, oh, Melee is so fun, fun, fun. But what we do chase is the glory, is the win. It's the upset and the the feeling that transcends fun into just, like, it feels like you had a kid or something. Like, it's just, it's way beyond that. So when the top 100 lists come on, is it, that same level is is that just another feeling that comes out of it is that just another you know glimpse of glory that we feel and even though we're not going to necessarily get sponsorships and the difference between the 95th best player and the 83rd best player is marginal at best the whole point is that we're chasing that feeling and if that if it delivers it for people on the list, then, um, then that that's everything. Mm-hmm. On the on the flip side, it doesn't mean shit. Like, we're no, still I just definitely playing games. Understand that that is what you just described is the feeling for it, right? Like, eventually, as you get play, that becomes a natural goal for a lot of people, right? And there's mm-hmm. very few people where that isn't a goal, you know. <laughs> but I think. It's so interesting because it's just one, a Smash specific thing. Like, there isn't a lot of rankings, you know. The only rankings that matter in, like, other fighting games is to make it into the World Tour, like, final invitational, you know? Right. Right? Like, that's the only thing that matters. And then aside from that, it's about winning the actual events. And so I've been thinking about that a lot as, you know, Capcom Cup, this New New York player who you know, recently started playing uh, named IDOM, uh, who, you know, went to his locals and stuff like that. And this was his first year to kind of go, like, all of New York was like, dude, you're so good, like, go. It's pretty much like if we told Whiskers to, like, start traveling, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he wins the biggest prize pot for, and one of, like, the two most glorified tournaments in in Street Fighter Capcom Cup for 2019 over, you know, all his demons and all of that. And it's so interesting because he was also, he barely made it because, not because he wasn't good, but because of how little events he could go to. He mm-hmm. was the, he made, he was the person who went to the fewest events. But in all the events, it was like fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, right? Like right. fifth place at Evo, fifth place at CEO and stuff like that. And so it's so interesting how rankings are very much different from that because it's about who you beat rather than the the result, right? Like you get you could get thirty third beating Moggy and, and, and Swooper, right? And that 
you know, or something like that. A 33rd is pretty good. I mean, like, maybe like 49, right? I hear you. So it's so interesting. And I guess, like, in my head, what I'm thinking about is not whether what you said is true or false, because it's definitely true. Like, even for me and even for and for many people, right? It's like that we're all chasing that. But is that the right way to go about it, you know? That's, yeah, I think, I think I'm with you on that. Um, like, yeah, we've like, talked about it, this a little bit, right? Yeah, we've, we've talked about it a tiny bit, but, like, it's more about, like, having your play be of top 100 level, right? Than, than actually chasing top 100. But I don't know, it, it builds off of each other, right? Because if you aim for top 100, then you're trying to make your play top 100. And if your play is top 100, then eventually you'll be top 100. So I don't know, it's a weird mix about it and i think it depends on the personality for sure so you're right i think the difference the difference between setting the firm goal of making the list and setting the soft goal of getting to that level of play the difference is planning and strategizing what events you go to because if you set the goal of improvement and getting to that level then you know making those three events that are going to count is less of a priority you know you're not you'll be less inclined to travel eight hours to a regional or you you know you're not going to care as much Mm -hmm. about going to you know the big event at the end of the year to fit the criteria you know like it comes down to the margins of entering tournaments and the the macro strategy of being eligible um Mm -hmm. And so I think that's that's the difference that I've found in in the way I'm structuring my year is like I'm planning paid time off around it. I'm trying to figure out um, which tournaments I want to go to. Am I still going to am I going to do the Shine Smash Con? Am I going to try to, you know, go to Big House again? Like all these questions are under the scope of getting eligible, not necessarily improvement. Um, the thing I would defend as, as a strategy is I think I'm, I'm really going to compare my attitude this year to my attitude last year. Cause my attitude last year was sort of that soft goal of like, yeah, okay. I want to get better. I want to like do the podcast and, and do commentary and all that stuff. And if it happens, it happens. Like if I just somehow pop off at these majors, I'm going to go to anyway, then mm-hmm. great. And um, I think for me, I'm one of my strengths is, um, you know, being able to not be too nervous in those tournament settings. So I, f- I saw the room to add a little more pressure and put my foot on the pedal a little bit more in pursuit of that firm goal. And this year will be an experiment to see if that's the right move or not. So I'm not going to sit here and defend it as the right idea Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's just this is just a uh mental discussion sort of yeah no i think this is i think i want to have this conversation you know often and and keep revisiting it because Mm -hmm. i i really do think it's a it's a really important distinction because there are probably you know over the course of you know the six years that there have been rankings there's probably been over 20 players that 
didn't set it as a firm goal and just started winning. And then maybe halfway through the year or something, they're like, oh, shit, I'm, I might make top 100. And, and then what I know, imagine is Albert. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, possibly. And that's that's the fascinating part is, um, you know, sometimes a player will just do their thing and start picking up wins. And in other cases, there needs to be a little like, OK, what am I reaching towards exactly like how am i going to make this and a little more strategy and so i think that's my weakness in the past has been not exactly knowing what i wanted and so this is kind of like uh let's see if uh if i make it an explicit goal if that will help me at all and the benchmark is is still going to be the improvement like i'm still going to keep an eye on my play and make sure that that is seeing results as well you know, that's, I think that's also another important distinction that, you know, if people say, oh, I'm going to make PR this season and they're like pushing for wins all the time, then their head is in results of tournament mm-hmm. rather than results of, you know, how good are you? Mm-hmm. And so maybe I've, I'm just conditioned enough to like always keep an eye on my play that there's the room for me to, you know, step outside of that for once. Mm-hmm. I feel that you know yeah I feel like the opposite for me I kind of have to like cool on it and like kind of take the scenic route if I want to <laughs> get to it and like mm-hmm. I found out this year that like really focusing on my play has been the best like we saw that through my you know like run over the summer and like stuff like that and like yep. improvement towards the, like the later half of the year that that's really what vibes with me the most mm-hmm is, is a very much keep your head down sort of thing. Like, look five feet in front of you instead yeah. of, like, at the top of the hill sort of thing. So I think, for me, it's about replicating that. But the weird thing is, and I think it's funny because I <laughs> said I was going to go to Genesis. And I think I'm going to use... Huh. I just thought of it now. But I think I just want to use Genesis to see where I stand more than anything else. Okay. Because... I don't know. Right now, if I had to be honest, I don't think my play is top 100. And I mean, okay with that because I need to make some changes for it. Okay. And when I say top 100, I'm not like saying like really 90 to 100. I'm like where like it's it's dependent on luck on like who you face in bracket, who you run into, how they're doing on the day, how you're doing on the day. Like sort of that's what I mean, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I don't want it to be even – I'm not saying it's bad. Like, whoever makes it, makes it, right? Yeah. But, like, more of, like, l- a little bit left to chance, right? I agree. It's but like, I don't think my yeah. play is consistent enough to be at a top 100 level as you see, like, say, Swooper and Ryobeat are, you know? Like, you see them play – every single match and a lot of the time you're thinking that's like what a top 100 player looks like right Mm -hmm. versus some other people in contention where it's like they have some good wins they have some bad wins and it's this very like up and down thing you know and and i think if i had to be honest i'm not yet at that at that level yeah i i think we're both in that space you know, I because th- I think of it as 
striking distance rather than like where we stand you know we're like we're sieging the gates and we're not at the castle you know sauntering in and so it's it, this might be like the margins of of you know perception and and perspective and just kind of our attitudes towards the whole thing you know what, what does it even mean to be at that level that's that's something that's going to have to be proven to yourself either at a major when you when you do pick up a win or you know at locals when you just have someone's number who is top 100 like there are certain benchmarks where you know for me that benchmark was seeing specifically the swooper and big kid um being in contention and and likely getting on that list and saying okay i've i've good results against these two players ryo b2 um that is enough for me to feel confident and so i think it there just needs to be something needs to bridge that gap of you know again the soft goal but it's more of like the the attitude we have towards ourselves and the the very intangible attitude and and ranking we give ourselves as players when that finally mm-hmm. meets you know when the wheel meets the road and produces some sort of result either way i think that is what it's going to take to kind of change your perception on that um not to say it needs to be changed not to say you're right or wrong but mm-hmm. it's hard to go a few weeks without playing and come back and be like confident of where you stand it's almost impossible you know (laughs) yeah i mean it would be that would be scary for sure it would be a bad sign almost delusional yeah Yeah. (laughs) no it'd be it'd be a terrible attitude if you were to come back and be like all right haven't played in two weeks better bust all your heads oh maybe i don't know I, i could see some people getting away with that but um certainly not the way you operate you know is, yeah, I think you you always have a really good sense of how you're playing, how, you know how you're feeling. That's that's one of your strengths for sure. And so, yeah, we'll see how that evolves. I like I like how you're looking at Genesis as an opportunity um, rather than like a test or a trial, you know, because even if you know even if a, a poor performance comes out of it or a a standard performance, you know, you get to use that in a positive way, you know, regardless of the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a, that's a good attitude going into it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting year for sure. I think I like the the biggest thing that resonates with me is this idea of striking distance. Mm-hmm. I think we are in striking distance. Yeah, but it's still I, like that. I'm no, I know of. But it's more about how much, you know, how much luck do we need to actually hit the target? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like we're not like we're still it's 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 still a little tricky of a shot still, or at least that's how I feel personally about it. But I really like the idea of striking distance. Yeah, and because like Nico and and Super mm-hmm. are just like at the target, right? Like they're already just like reach out their hand and and that's where it is, sort of thing. You know, yeah, like we need to shoot a three pointer and they need to like hit the layup. Other players, exactly. other players exactly. just are like about to slam dunk, you know, so it's like it's all about 
it's not like we're trying to make a half court shot here. It's it's we're it's reasonable, but it's going to be tricky. I I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and you know, realistically, it, it's going to come down to yeah, it's going to come down to luck. It's going to come down to you know our brackets. Like a, a lot of factors are going to are going to go into it. And so I think my strategy personally is to try and really take advantage of one of my strengths, which is like experience. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been playing for a good amount of time, so I know what it's, you know, how to prepare for a tournament or how to, you know, take care of my body and drink enough water. Like these little tiny things I do have control over. Yeah. And really focus on that because the guiding light, the North star is like, okay, this thing is possible. Might as well try as hard as I can. Um, Mm -hmm. And if I fail, then I fail, but at least like I'll have given it the, the best chance not to say you're not, that's not the point at all. It's and like, we both know that, like, we, we're kind of opposites in the way we think. So, yeah. And no need to no, but have this caveats. Is, this, exactly. But sorry. I, I don't know. I don't want to doubt our friendship here. My point is. No, no, no. <laughs> my point is, like, it's very interesting what each, per, what each individual has to do. And, yeah. you know, I think your, one of your biggest strengths is that if you keep, homeostasis if you keep baseline then your level of improvement is like it just comes with the work you want to do naturally and Mm -hmm. to give yourself a mindset that is conducive to that is like i think the best strategy you can do i think we're actually both on paths that are very appropriate for us right now i think yeah 100 percent. yeah i definitely definitely agree with that and yeah. Yeah. That, that's about it. I definitely agree with that. Like it's about that. There's chance in it. Yeah. One thing also that we haven't talked about is like, you know, we're trying to control as much as we can, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot out of our control, oh, yeah. which is the funniest part. And I think that doesn't, that doesn't get talked about enough. I think. No, I, I think how you're much, right. how much of this is like a lottery. It's not all a lottery, but like a little bit, don't you think? Um, and also, I'm not trying to like shoot it down. Like, like I'm not trying to say it's undeserved or anything like that. I'm more saying that like, at least for my mentality, it's about letting go of like and accepting that there are chances, and I gotta like make the most of the opportunities given, and and play the matchups that are given and whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you actually touched on something I used to love talking about all the time, usually when I was like fucked up at a smash fest or something and I would just go on a rant. But Mm -hmm. it's this idea of the melee gods and how there's certain things we have control over. You know, sometimes they they bless a person and they're like a messiah. They come out of nowhere and they're just whatever Mm -hmm. their talent or their whatever thing they have propels them to the top or sometimes they they shoot people down they're damned and they you know they try their hardest but they can't succeed and in my 
the way I, I detach from that and, and kind of give up the sense of total control is to think of these gods and just to think, okay, all I can do is to give my sacrifices to them, to bless up to them and to, you know, believe in them and mm-hmm. then put myself forward and, and let the dice, let, let, let the dice fall where it may, that's let the chips fall where they may. That's the word. God. And so dude, we're not trying to start a cult here, dude. I kind of will, but <laughs> Hacks already has a cult. You have no idea. Hack, yeah, there there are a lot of mini cults in in melee. Whatever. If there's, if there's a cult leader, it'd, it'd probably be Crush, to be honest. But yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's no, only I get so much. Saying. There's only so much we could wrangle into our sense of you know what we want. Like, there's there, there's not much we can do past just sitting down and doing our best. Mm-hmm. And so having some way to detach and be like, all right, it's out of my hands now. Let's just try to be present. Let's do all the preparation we could do. Let's sacrifice all that we can. And hopefully that's enough. But, you know, I think yeah. once once I sit down at the at the setup and start playing, like that's actually when I think it's out of my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. at least the way I play. I feel that, yeah, you're very much, you play very much like that, for sure. It's like, all right, this is, uh, it's going to happen or it won't. Yeah, for me, it's like, all right, that's, that's game time. That's like when I, when I think, when I react and stuff like that. Man, we're so different. We're so different. (laughs) I know. That's why your style frustrates me. I'm just like, I know it's good, but I don't get why it's good. No, there's like no thought to it. That's... I'm so confused by it. Yeah. Yeah, we, there's only so much we can control. And so, you know, what I can control is how I spend all my time outside of bracket, outside of that game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hopefully I could, I could keep a guiding light and, and hopefully that pays off in improvement or results. And if it doesn't, then hopefully I've I've set up a couple of habits here and there like this is one of the best habits i've set up is you know let's let's bless up to the podcast once more as we always do yes yep um and so i think that's kind of kind of the idea is like if i just kept like okay if if last year before we had that conversation like i was thinking like oh i want to start a podcast i want to i want to start a podcast I wasn't thinking like a general and before that, before the, I had the idea of the podcast, I wanted to just do something like I want, I I had a general idea of like, I want to create more. And so that turned into the specific of the podcast. So I think I'm at the same stage with this top 100 of like, before this, I wanted to just get better and, you know, and get wins. And now Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, okay, now I want to, get to this point more specifically i think that's just the way my mind works is like i need to go through these natural cycles of what's next but my my attitude right now is not so far i'm not saying like oh i want to get sponsored and quit my job like that's i think that's too far out of reach you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah so of course i'm trying to just keep it like keep reaching and, and in the distance and I don't know. I think I'm just rambling at this point, but you get what I'm saying. 
Mm -hmm. No, I definitely get what you're saying. Do you? Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I feel emotionally exhausted after that. Yeah, I know. So why don't we talk about some someone else now? Someone Let's who has been putting in work. Uh, we haven't had one in a while, but, you know, this one is by far, I think, one of the most deserved weekly shoutouts we've had, actually. No doubt. And it has to go down to Aklo, the Fox player yeah. from Long Island. Hell yeah, Not man. only did he have, he had not had one amazing result, not two amazing tournaments, but actually three this week. If you count ultimate, right? If you count ultimate, yeah. So just <sighs> result-wise, he got third at the uh, at the inaugural Hacks 64-man bracket local. Or not local, like is a regional event. Uh. Event. Big local. And then he also won the Aeon 128-man ultimate tournament <laughs> on Friday. Then came back to the same venue and won Scorpius 2020, defending Long Island. Now, who did he beat? So in the Hacks, at Hacks Nightclub, he beat Kikatsuki. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's Rishi's results. My bad. Uh, he beat Swooper, Kemp, Rishi, he 3 0 Rishi, and then lost to Smuckers and Tusain. Now, at Scorpius, he beat Wild, beat Smuckers on the run back. Then after that, he beat Swooper, Ryobeat, and 3 0 Tusain. So he got the double revenge. Oh, it's so crazy, dude. I know. And he wasn't even in the ballots, was he? Nope. Yep. Nope. So, you know, all of that conversation we talked about, this guy's putting in the work for it. And honestly, super well-deserved. I don't think, like, this is like, I mean, we can't call it anything else than a, I don't want to call it a breakout, though, because he got second at the last Scorpius. So it's almost like this, like, he got he was in winter side of grands last Scorpius also, and then lost game five to Hacks and then like game four I think to Hacks again, on the reset. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> he definitely beat me at the last Scorpius. Um, I f it's it's crazy because so him and uh his brothers are known as they're I think they're just known as the brothers on Long Island. The Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. Yeah, that's right. And they are all just in insanely good Smash players. Um, I think Melee is their main game, but obviously you see by the ultimate result, he, he can play it all. And yeah. they've been hidden bosses for so long that it was almost like a meme of like, okay, yeah, you know, when Animal was best, it's like, all right, Animal's the best player <laughs> in, the, in Long Island, but that's excluding the Brotherhood, like... If Foxy Grandpa comes around, like, you stand no chance. And so, Aklo was always, I think, second best for a very long time. And just this last year, just any tournament he went to just picked up another win or picked up two wins and just is on an absolute tear. And yeah. it's very funny to see him just destroy these players that are, you know, shoe-ins for the top 100, top 50 players back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back all in the same week pick up an ultimate tournament just as like a 
oh, I'm not doing anything today. Let's just win ultimate. And then uh, it's just it's it's actually wild. And so the last time we saw one of these kind of upward momentum type players was IBDW. Mm-hmm. And to see another Fox come out of Tri-State, um, he's young. He's like 18. Um, he has he has a very like abrasive not personality but like game personality like aklo the dude is actually very nice and very he's like, a homie he's a he's, homie he's, for he's, sure he's really cool but in game he'll taunt often he mm-hmm. will um he will he's a meanie camp. in game he's a meanie in game and it's it's purely strategic like he he plays on people's emotions and it's kind of cracking into this new metagame where i think for a while the attitude was like okay just execute well and do well in game and and hit your hit your combos but he's starting to to develop this play style that is very proficient and technical but also with this understanding of the mental game that is far beyond what you'd expect from a young player and so Mm -hmm. that's i think that's the scariest part that if he continues to practice the way he's practicing and and go to more events like okay yeah shoe in for top 100 but it's not about that it's is this guy gonna keep climbing up and keep improving at the same rate and i think that that's the exciting part Mm -hmm. yeah and even to talk from like a more historical background like Long Island is spacey, is space land, you know, it's spacey land. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you have a lot of, inno- like, innovative foxes coming out, like Animal and, you know, Cody even before that and Darktooth and Kaon. And, you know, I think that it's like, oh, like, it, yeah, so like this wasn't his breakout tournament, you know, like, because we've known he's been good for a while. But this was sort of like solidified, like, ah, like, that's the successor for Long Island, you know? Mm -hmm. Because Long Island as a region has been, you know, has had a lot of changing of the guard, and, like, you know, and, you know, within this week, a new king was crowned, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. And And I think that's what's really interesting about it, especially when you think about the long history of Long Island and their species. Yeah, I mean, I think the last players to really hit that top was was definitely minty um i think dr lobster had a brief stint of just beating everyone doc lob yeah for sure 40 um, second 40 second definitely um and then it's just like fox falco <laughs> then, yeah um, yeah i mean those were the anti-space east people yeah and so it's it's great to see another one on top oh and um of course foxy grandpa you know, the yeah yeah of course of course yeah yeah fox Foxy for sure. So yeah, I mean Long Island is like definitely a, a, a hub of melee talent, and we just saw someone who nationally unknown, like less than two hundred followers on Twitter for now, um, come out and just beat some of your favorite players in the region uh, convincingly without losing a set. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's the most. That's the biggest thing is it was so so convincing. I mean, three one on Super. Ryo beat and two and three zero on two saints. He almost beat Nico with Link, my dude. 
Did he go Link again? I he didn't went, watch it. He yet. went Link on FOD. Game, he loves Link. Game he three. loves Link. He loves Link. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. But yeah, all right. So that's Aklo. Um, I have a feeling yeah, that... Yeah, check him out. I have a feeling watch, that we need to snag spots. him. We got to snag him for a 1v1 before he really pops off yeah, too yeah, hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm just curious. I hope we won't have another... I hope we don't have a Whisker situation because I really want to see him on the national scene for sure. Yeah. You mean like he just beats everyone but never travels? Yes, exactly. Yeah, we gotta maybe we have to set up a fund and like fly him out somewhere. Something like that, yeah. Do you want to do the questions? Okay. It's been a while. Um, first question. Uh, let's do, uh, are we starting with let's Andre's do... question? Yeah. Okay. Favorite food and why? Fettuccine Alfredo. Bam. Why? Nice. It's delicious. Um, cray cray. It's this Filipino like oxtail peanut butter stew over rice. It's amazing. If you find Filipino food, order that. Um, also, I'm Filipino, so shout-outs to feeling at home in my homeland. Hell yeah. Okay, next question. Favorite matchups in Melee to play and to watch? Uh, Fox Buff, for sure. I've had three different like training partners and really good friends that played Puff, and so I just have a lot of experience from different, from different areas, maybe even four. Honestly, I've played so many different like really good puffs and mm-hmm. um i really enjoy that i can set the pace in a different way but there's still the sense of like being ter- it's not like playing a low tier set the pace it's like it's a it's like a high wire act and it's just a very exciting match for me that i don't have to like it's not like fox falco where i have to just press buttons as fast as possible you know it's like there's a lot more thought to it and i actually mm-hmm. enjoy watching it a lot too uh, but I also like watching Sheik Puff a lot. Interesting. I would not have suspected that. Yeah, it's it's a fun matchup. Sheik Marth, That's too. That's so cool. Sheik Marth. Everyone okay, loves Sheik interesting. Marth. Um, this, for me, favorite matchup to play has to be Fox Marth. Because that's probably one of my most practiced matchups. And I think it's so fun. And like kind of when, when I'm on my shit in Fox Marth, I feel really good about it. And I know I have to kind of play that way, so it's like kind of this like, if I'm playing well in that matchup, I'm definitely playing my best. Hmm. Um, and then to watch, I probably think Fox Falco. It's like the spacey matchups for me. Fox 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 Falco, super high pace, super like, kind of off, off the dome sort of styles, and it's like, so interesting. I think Fox Falco just because. Fox Fox is like they're both trying to do the same thing, but Fox Falco is like they have very specific ways that they need to get openings, and it's like vying for that advantage is really interesting. Word. All right, do you want to take lead on this next question? It's a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the question from two percent is how much thought do you guys put into the wording and phrasing of your goals. What words and phrases do you try to avoid, and what words and phrases do you think you said that you think set up yourself for success so yeah i think for me personally wording is super important and a lot of the time it's like half the battle because essentially when you have goals when you have mantras uh or when you have goals and when you have like stuff that you're aiming for those eventually become your like your mantras into what you keep telling yourself when you need to push yourself and when or when you're down and like you know to kind of recenter you 
And so I think the wording and phrasing is really important because you want it to be both simple but clear and direct. And I think in terms of choosing wording and phrasing, it's about making it one as objective as possible. So there's a few things like one as objective as possible Two, not making a goal that is out of your control, like saying, I hope I win X tournament is not in your control because it's dependent on how your opponents are playing too, you know, and you could be playing at an eight and, you know, your opponent can be playing at a nine and that's just how it is. Um, so it's more about like making it as objective and in control as possible because then when you look back it's a lot easier to say oh I've come I've actually like come a long way in that goal or oh I haven't done that at all and then I think the other thing for me and this is more of a personal thing is um, and this is more I guess with habit changing but I think it's just as applicable uh, is changing it so that you are aiming to become that person rather than just reaching the goal so like the best example is like say if i want to go to the gym like say say my you know this isn't my 2020 resolution but like say it was like to like be healthier maybe lose a few pounds and like and like go to the gym more right i wouldn't say like oh i want to go to the gym more or oh i want to lose weight like i would phrase it as I want to be a healthier person. I want to be someone. And like, so then be a healthier person. What does that mean? It's like, well, a healthier person exercises more regularly. They eat healthier. They're more conscious about those things. And so then it's about being that person. You know, you are a healthier person. So that means that being, if I'm aiming to be a healthier person, I'll naturally go to the gym more, eat a little bit healthier, you know, that sort of stuff. And so I think... The phrasing is a lot of it, is half the battle. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to add some stuff to that where, um, you know, personally, I've, I've struggled with the ideas of stating goals. Um, as we mentioned in this podcast, the whole like reaching top 100 as a goal is a new concept to me of stating something so explicitly. And for the most part, a lot of the goal setting I do and, and the way I, I think about it and phrase it is a little a little less um, a little less clear and a little less um, you know word it, it, how do I explain it it's hard to explain even how I think about it because let's say you know the last few weeks I've been trying to improve the way I spend my weekends for example so um, the way I, I would state the goal is to constantly revisit it and constantly try to phrase it in new and different ways and state it as, um, you know, th this is, this is not good, or I'm trying to do this better, or like, I, I'm still trying to figure out how phrasing goes into it. But, um, when I'm reflecting on it, it's kind of a sense of, you know, what comes out and then how does that make me feel? How do my own words make me feel and can I resonate and can I agree with them straight away and that's kind of a, a fluid process of trying to understand what's in my own head because you know language is so imperfect that whatever metaphor I use whatever phrasing I use or words are going to be missing some part of the equation either way and so for me, it's a, it's a matter of constant reflection and constant 
checking in with how I feel about doing things. So let's say I'm, I'm on a good streak of practicing often. I don't make it a goal of, oh, I want to practice 20 minutes a day. It's, um, to, it's the attempt of visualizing it as something that will bring me the immediate benefit of feeling good for, for doing it. Same thing with like mm-hmm. not sleeping in too long or getting exercise or journaling. It's just visual trying my hardest to visualize what that small step will give me straight away. And hopefully that's enough to, to set me in that way because with stating goals, it's just, it's, it's really hard. It's hard, it's hard to, to actually like set up something and then let that carry you. So for me, it's just a constant restructuring and, and constant struggle to make it into something that helps me out. Mm-hmm. Whew. Good question. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to learn more about the way I phrase my goals, check out my new uh, top 100. Or check out the Wannabe's new video series, I should say. Um, the Road to Top 100. I'll be exploring that a lot. Um, we're out of time. Any final words, yeah, Will, yeah. before we go? Um, yeah. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, indeed. Uh, join our Discord. You can ask your own questions and we'll answer them. And yeah, ask ask yeah. more from us, honestly. Yeah. Demand more. Anyway, yeah. that's all we got. See you guys next week. All right. See you.